0: Everyone is talking about if. I'm gonna go to Lynn Human. I like it. I love it. It's original and heartfelt. Ta-da! And the must-see comedy of the summer. (laughs) That's perfect for the whole family. This is just so exciting! If ready PG, now playing in theaters.
1: What's going on? Welcome to Canel and Bell. The U is back. There it is, right out of the way, early out of the gate. Uh, we have a big show to get to uh, NBA load management, firmly in the uh, uh, national conversation is what it does it mean? Is it here to stay? Uh, our buddy Emery Hunt's going to join us to break down the NFL and college football. Uh, and we'll get to Patrick Mahomes. He came back. So a big loaded show. I have to say, the U is back because I lost my bet, which I thought Florida State was going to win. The other aspect, which I did, I, I am a man of my word, so I will do it. Yes. I will say that you was back. The other thing that we had on the line was a pair of shoes. Correct. So, I got some shoes for you. Oh, word. Yes. So, I told you I was going to get
2: these. Don't, it was, don't come I, it here, was I my, my choice. Don't come over here acting a Look at these no.
1: <laughs> bad boys right here. These brown... And khaki, uh, New Balance. Nope. These are these are good looking shoes. Those are right hot. There. I actually those like my- those.
2: <laughs> those are hot. But Joey, can you refresh his memory about what the shoe needed to be? What I was some of the criteria well, for the size shoe? is an oh, issue. I
1: think one of the things was they had to be three hundred bucks. I'm correct. Pretty sure, those are correct. No, this thing correct. is a collectible. Is, yeah. this is a collectible. This
2: New Balance, straight out of the shoe. new Kawhi Leonard line. <laughs> yes. The Kawhi Leonard casual.
1: Yes. So I need to. Uh, that you're not going to accept that? There's it's no. Those have been rejected. All right. I went in my closet and literally tried to find what I thought was the ugliest (laughs) shoe. Yes. They were actually. So I have two closets. I have one like upstairs in my bed. My bad.
2: My bad. Sorry. (laughs) Two closets. No. no,
1: So my closets are small. So that's why I have to have two. I actually, it's embarrassing my shoe problem. I have more shoes than my wife, which is an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So my closet's small. So I have a lot of shoes that I wear often in my closet and then downstairs in my office there's another closet yes so i have a lot of like running shoes and stuff that i might wear to work out and i have these old man Must new balance nice. in there as well Must be nice. <laughs> yeah. i don't have a we don't have the rip <laughs> hamilton shoe collection where there's a whole guest house for the we should uh, have
2: Rip like tore us through that can we get we that do. joey can we get that like we on a segment here done. we should definitely uh, We get can that talk done. to him we'll see you. next we time talk- he's in i'll check all right, bet. All right, definitely, definitely,
1: we'll do that. All right, we'll also have to ask Rip about load management because it is something Rip doesn't that, know anything about. I, I know he doesn't. But see, I think he would be more along the lines with me. That's why I want somebody else right, right. who's going to go with my side of the opinion because you're you've been softened. You've been softened in your old age. You're all of a sudden you're removed from the game. I think you forget how much you put into it. You're spending time around youth basketball, where I do think it's even creeping in at the lower levels, and I think that's something a part of the discussion we can get into. But Last night, we mentioned the Clippers losing Kawhi Leonard, who last year missed 22 games because of an injury. Mm It was mostly the assumption after the Spurs, he left the Spurs, goes to Toronto, sits out 22 games. This year, gets a brand new deal, makes $33 million a year to play basketball for the Clippers, has already sat out two games out of the eight games they have played. So it's not even like, hey, the wear and tear of a month, it's the wear and tear of eight games, six games really, that he's having to sit out now his second time and it's a nationally televised game. I think ESPN and every other network that's got TNT, the primary networks that air the NBA, I think they're ticked off about it. I think they should be. But I don't know the solution. That's my that's my thing.
2: I, I don't know that there there is an easy solution to that, um, because they're saying that he's injured. Like they're saying that he has right. a slight knee problem. And so a league can never take a stance that a player has to play if he's injured right so that's all you'd have to do to get someone some rest so from that perspective I don't know what the answer is I do find it interesting though that the narrative surrounding this as it usually and typically is when when the NBA is in play is that the players are doing this and that we should all be mad at the players and the players are giving the league the black eye and the players are too empowered and the players um, are driving this these are franchises making these calls do you understand what so I'm saying? So you think Kawhi these
1: Leonard are, is being shut down by Doc Rivers and these, the front office?
2: The the buck usually stops with the player, and it's uh, it's uber frustrating for me. I've always said in the NBA, if you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at the fools making the the most money. That's the owners, right? And the owners are spending you know exorbitant amounts of money on players, and they're realizing that the one thing that can derail a super team from having the chance to bring that 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 championship to said owner and city is injury and they are looking at it with their sports science teams and their, their medical staffs and their, their trainers. And they are saying with general managers, I've been in these conversations. We have to find a way to get LeBron, um, some nights off. And I've been the one that's had to say to LeBron, Hey, LeBron, look, we're going to Indiana. You're going to have the night off in Indiana. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I know for a fact that owners, And and front offices are as as involved in this as players are. It's not purely a player thing. Now, I'm not saying in this particular case, Kawhi hasn't said I want some time off. um, But I know for a fact that owners and front offices, just as much as players, dictate whether or not you're going to have nights off.
1: So the league uh, released a statement saying that the Clippers complied with league standards. Kawhi Leonard is not a healthy player under the league's resting policy, and as such is listed as managing a knee injury in the LA Clippers injury report. The league office in consultation with the NBA's director of sports medicine is comfortable with team medical staff's determination that Kawhi Leonard is not sufficiently healthy to play in back-to-back games at this time. But that's a little bit contradictory to what Kawhi Leonard said before the season because he said he was healthy and there wouldn't be as much load management this season, and yet he's already sitting here losing two games. not so contradictory. Do you think it's
2: done? It's not well, not contradictory. He told you that he was not going to load manage. Right. Right now he has a knee injury.
1: Right. Do you believe it? No. <laughs> All right, I don't either. I don't. So, but here's here's a, follow, a couple of follow-up questions. Last year, he sat out 22 games. Do we forget he was still hurt in the Eastern Conference Final? Like, he was still dealing with a quad injury. So did it really do anything? Like, did it did it actually make yeah, a difference? You I think do. it did? I do. Because, because at I the think, end, he's not taking nights off
2: because you can't afford to. No, but I think you saw him crawling to the finish line. Right. After taking 20 games off. If you play him those 20 games, I'd make the argument that he would have broken down on you. 20 or 20 games earlier or in the first round or second round of the playoffs. And he wouldn't have been able to limp across the finish line against golden state. So I do think there was, there was value in that. Do you, do you know what I mean?
1: I do. And so here, like I've always been like, I'm, I'm more old school. I think 33 million, like you get paid 33 million yeah. to pay to play 82 games. Um, you don't but, though. You get, you get, you get
2: 30, paid, you get paid 33 million Leonard to be Kawhi Leonard and try to win championships.
1: Yes. Um, so here was kind of my thought process was if you really wanted to play, then you say, if you don't play, you don't get paid that night. Then they would, what they would do, the counter would be just like this. You're injured. It's an injury. Yeah. So it's a kneecap, whatever it is. It's a hamstring, whatever it is that you can do. So it does get – and it's sort of like in college football. There's been this new tactic to slow down fast offenses, and you can actually tell they're faking it, right. and yet you still – can't say you're faking it just in case there's that off chance that the one time you think they're faking it like let's say you really want to get it let's say that was the case and you find Kawhi Leonard you withheld his pay yeah and all of a sudden he would go to a specialist and, and say yep
2: he's got yep, like tearing his meniscus
1: yes then you would yeah. look really really bad so there is no solution I are you okay with it this that's is, my point look, are you because I think it has to come from I, the players level I, like I the players clear. have to get this is a game.
2: terrible look right when you're eight games into a season and you've missed two games and you've got one of the bigger games of the season on national television. It's the Clippers versus the Bucks, and Giannis is coming to town. It is a terrible look. I want to be clear about that. I, I just don't know what you're going to be able to ultimately do about it, and I'm not smart enough to figure that out. And secondly, I just I don't love the narrative that it's always player-driven, and it's the players that are soft and they're babies, and they've got too much power. Like I never liked that narrative. So right. I just want to shed light on the fact that ownership, front offices – Coaches have a lot of say in whether or not we're going to give Danny a couple of nights off during the season to protect Danny from Danny almost. Right, you
1: right. Know? And it was, I, I, what Adam Silver came out, was it a letter or like, it, cause it wasn't a rule. It was more like, uh, hey guys, we really need to appease the networks. Let's stop taking off. Right. My time." But, but it was, it was just like a sternly worded letter. It it's wasn't like, a policy. It wasn't a fine. It was just, come on guys, let's go.
2: Yeah. See, Adam Silver raised under David Stern. Yeah. Um, I, I I didn't really love David Stern, um, but David had his stuff in order, um, right. and he got the lead to a really good place. Adam's got a way more player friendly vibe, and like we can all do this together. together. And listen, that works. It's almost like Mike D'Antoni. Like I always said about Mike D'Antoni, when people would ask me about Mike, I'm like, look, I love Mike. Mike's fantastic. As long as he's got good conscientious people who won't take advantage of how lenient he can be. All it takes is one person in there to start like completely disrespecting you and, and your philosophy as a coach, and now you can't put that back in the bottle, right? The cat's right. out of the bag. You can't put the cat back in the bag. And that's what Adam Silver has right now. The people are taking advantage of your leniency regarding this issue. Um, y- you have to do something. Like I don't know what he can do. I know, because I don't know if do a do fine is going to do a terrible anything. look. And you're going to look. I mean, the reason we're talking about this now, let's be frank, is because it happened on a certain network last night, right? Right. That's part of the part of the narrative here. But that's what's fueling all of this money in the NBA is these huge T V deals. So something is going to have to be done. There is going to be pressure um on, on Adam Silver and company to, to and rectify this.
1: The the NBA ratings have always have already been in decline. I think they're already facing challenges with LeBron moving west, Kawhi going west. Like the the best games are when the East Coast is probably going to bed, unless you're a diehard. Yeah. And so the early games are suffering because you don't have as much star power. So they're already facing that. I almost feel like it has to come from the players. And like somebody like a LeBron uh, you know, get Chris Paul, some of the louder, the guys that have been heads of the uh, the players association sure. in those association meetings, they need to come together and say, you know what? Maybe we need, because I do think it's a cool thing now that it's a status symbol. Like, hey, you are you have established yourself. So now you want to get, you know, you want to sit there's, out and there's other guys doing it. There's, all right. And the other, so one, Here, go ahead. My
2: Here's what I would, I would say. if If you, ultimately, we judge players and their legacies based on what?
1: championships ones.
2: Yep. Injuries are the one thing that without fail will derail your opportunities to win championships. You anybody, any team that's thought they had a chance and a major injury hit them, ask them. Okay? So 82 games is a lot of basketball. I it's a lot of basketball. And and you know, people have done it. But the risk for injury when you're playing high minutes over the course of eighty two games just continues to to increase, right? So what I would say is less than eighty two games. You know how the right. NFL is trying to get more games? Yeah. I would say the NBA needs less games, right? If if you're trying to solve this particular problem, right? Right. But NBA needs a few less never games. Sign off. They'll never sign off. But I'm just telling you how this how this works. Right. The NBA with less games and get rid of the back to backs. I don't know how right. you could do it.
1: Right. Get, Without so getting rid of get games. Get rid of
2: the back to backs, less games, right? And and then a rule in pl- like a rule in place where you cannot national TV wise, and we're not going to put your national TV game on either end of your back to back. Like if we can't get rid of back to backs, national TVs can't be on either end of the back to back. I would say get rid of the back to backs and less in the season.
1: I've got a counter for you on the load management for and if it's to win games from the front office, why do
2: only the stars? cuz they're the they're because they're the ones that dictate but whether or not you watch win your a championship. No. Doesn't be fresh no. doesn't matter. I don't care if Rajah <laughs> Bell gets hurt. Real talk, <laughs> I, mean, I just need have. Steve Nash. <laughs> no, I need a Murray That the NBA star driven, bro. Like you I'm dime a dozen. Probably less than that. Like the ones that really move the needle. You need them. And yeah. so they don't give a damn what happens to me. They run me right into the ground.
1: All right, Joey's got a suggestion. What 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 would you do uh, to Actually, solve this? Actually, I, I just
2: say great minds think alike. Raja took it right before I could say
1: it. I, shortening <laughs> the season is the obvious thing if they really wanted to solve it. And as far as the networks go, I mean, yes, obviously it's going to be tough to get them to sign off on it. But I think, like, if you knew that the players were – the best matchups were always going to happen and the best players were always going to play and you were going to have great ratings every time. Maybe there's a way to convince. And we also talked in the past about maybe there's a way to have some type of tournament for the number one pick or something where the teams that are out of the playoffs play before the playoffs start where you can get some of those games back. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm with Raj 100%. It's, the season's too long and they're never going to be able to solve it with 82 games. Oh, Guys oh I sit. would be all for it go because yeah. I'm, I'm telling you the shortened season when they started at christmas it was awesome like it was great uh and now that would still condense games so you have to back to backs maybe start it a little bit earlier so you can space them out a little bit better but here's the problem and this is where we kind of go around in circles what do you think the tv networks are going to say they're going to say oh you want to play less games we'll cut off 20 of less our money. pay uh to you and then so you go back to the players and they're like no no no, we don't want to shorten them up we'll keep going this way so I uh, I don't know, but I do think the TV networks, TV networks would also say, we're paying over a billion dollars a season. You guys need to play 82. Well, I, it's,
2: it's just this back and forth, but I don't know if there is a solution. I don't know either, but you had half of it right when you said the players have to be involved, and I had half of it right when I'm talking about Adam Silver. I guess the ultimate, you've got to get all the power that be from all three sides, from the, the ownership side, from the, from the league side in terms of offices, and from the player side, all the heavyweights on the player side. And they've got to get in a room, maybe it's around All-Star break, and say, guys, we have a huge problem in our league right now. They're, they're the biggest problem facing our league, and we're and we're all as rich as we could ever imagine. The league is, was in a great place. But here's here's what is looming if this continues. Right. What are, like strategically,
1: Our next deal is in jeopardy. What
2: are we going to do? Here's what it could look like. If we shorten the season, 20% rollback on all salaries. Players, would you guys, would you like that for more? Re- like, Do you know what I mean? Lay it out there. Brainstorm it with the players and try to come to some kind of um, – some kind of like mutually beneficial conclusion here. I don't. I I don't know what you do though.
1: I don't either. And it's gonna be something that's gonna be talked about as Kawhi misses more, and wait till other guys
2: start sitting oh, out man. too. But they're they're beneficial. making a mockery of that though. The Clippers yes. like I wanna, I'll say it again. Like eight games in, it's, right? It's ridiculous. Way too early uh, for that to happen.
0: CBS tonight. TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking twelve months off your sentence. You're free.
1: All right, welcome back to Canal and Bell. As we do every single Thursday, let's get to our buddy Emery Hunt. going to help us break down the NFL and college football landscape. we got some big games in college football. It started off with the NFL, though, as the Chargers, coming off a nice win against the Packers, are now going on the road to Oakland as a one-point favorite. Can the Chargers get this one done as they're getting healthier on the back end of the season?
0: It's going to be tough. It's going to be a challenge, but I do think they'll get it done. So lay the points with the Chargers. You have to give credit to Oakland's offense and how well they're playing quietly this year. They got a a ton of balance running the football and also throwing the football, but their defense is going to be the reason why they lose this game.
2: Okay, Emery, we have the Falcons uh, going into New Orleans to play the Saints. Drew Brees is back. They're laying 13.
0: Yeah, this game is going to always be an interesting one. I think this is the best rivalry in the NFL. These two teams truly hate each other. But the Falcons and Saints are both coming off buys. But the Falcons right now are just not good defensively. That's not what you want to hear when you're playing a high-octane offense in New Orleans. Lay the points with right. the Saints.
1: Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are going on the road to Cincinnati. They face one of the worst teams in the NFL. The Ravens are laying 10. Any chance you see a letdown here from
0: Baltimore? Or do you think they continue to roll? Maybe if they were playing... Andy Dalton, but now that they're starting Ryan Finley, the rookie, no way, no how they lose this ballgame. I would say lay all those points with Baltimore. I feel as though they pulled the plug too quickly on Andy Dalton when we're getting to see A.J. Green go back into the lineup.
1: Watch out for Ryan Finley. I like him, Emery. I think this he's boy. pretty good. I still think boy. Baltimore rolls, but I think Ryan Finley might be a guy that they discover as a fourth-round pick that could be the starter next season as well. But I just want to quickly follow up on Lamar Jackson. I know you're a fan of his Where do you place him in the MVP conversation? Is he squarely right there as one of the top three, or do you think he has to do more um, throwing football as opposed to being this running threat that he's been?
0: I think you have to incorporate all of that into why you like him in that top three conversation for the MVP. I think Russell Wilson right now is is leading in the clubhouse, but you look at Lamar Jackson, and what he's doing from a leadership standpoint and his totality of his game. Yeah, he's definitely in the top three in my opinion.
2: No doubt. All right, let's move over to the college game, Emory. You've got a huge game, national title uh, implications here. LSU uh, at Alabama, we don't really know what Tua is going to look like. Uh, They're laying six and a half at home.
0: Imagine LSU the last seven years trying to win this ball game against Bama, talking about we're going to play Bama's game when they can't match up physically on both sides of the line of scrimmage, and they had no passing game to speak of. Now they come in. With a passing game and with a little bit of swagger in that passing game against a, a hobble to a Tango lay all the, or take LSU in those points in that ball game. I think they'll roll against the Crimson Tide. Hey, yo.
1: I like it. I yo. think LSU's on to something, too. They just. They seem like that, they're sort of team of destiny, or whatever you want to call it. They've got that momentum. They're doing things they never have before. It's clearly a mental hurdle for them at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, 0-8 against LSU the last eight times, so we'll see if they can get that done. I'm going to lean towards uh, Emery's side there too. Uh, Penn State is going on the road to Minnesota. Minnesota's been a surprise of the season, undefeated to this point, probably ranked a little bit lower than they would have liked as it was four uh, spots lower than the AP poll uh, had them in there. Penn State's uh, touchdown favorite, who do you like in this one?
0: I think the oddsmakers got this line right because I feel as though this will be a close game. I have a tremendous respect for Minnesota's defense and their ability to make plays. And offensively, I, I think they do a great job in the passing game, but... Penn State's defense, I think, is top five in the country and their offense with K.J. Hamler and how they can score quickly. I would say lay those points with Penn State, but it'll be close. You'll be sweating it to the end, but I do like the, the Nittany Lions to win. All right, let's go over to the ACC where you got Wake Forest
2: uh, laying three at Virginia Tech. Uh, they got to go to the Hokies, but they're laying three Wake Forest is.
0: I feel like Virginia Tech has lost all their games this season, yet they have a 5-3 and three record. But they come into this ballgame against what I think is the best quarterback or who I think is the best quarterback in the ACC and Jamie Newman. Lay those points with Wake Forest. No one is talking about Newman. He's been tremendous all season long, even dating back to that NC State game Last year, when he stepped in and led them to that comeback victory, I think Newman is a legit stud in that conference.
1: Yeah, he's six four, like he looks the part. He's big. I think he's gonna be an NFL prospect for sure. That people are gonna find out about him when the NFL draft rolls around. Emory, good stuff as always, man. Appreciate it. Enjoy the games this weekend.
0: Thanks, guys. You do the same. Awesome.
2: Uh, let's. Ja- Jamie Newman, that Wake Forest. Yeah. Okay. Big dude, big yeah. physical
1: guy. He can throw. He can sling it a little bit. And if they continue to win which I I would lean with Emory too there I do think Wake Forest wins there it'll set up an opportunity for him against Clemson which will be a probably a prime time game yeah I don't, I don't think he'll upset Clemson, but it'll be a good test for him and a good possibly coming out party in the national scene. If he puts up big numbers against them, mm-hmm. which is not going to be easy, but I think you'll see him. He could be a guy like Daniel Jones, right. played in the ACC. Nobody really paid attention to him. Then all of a sudden he starts working out and testing and getting, you know, yeah, scouts started start looking spot, at him. Right. And they're like, whoa, this kid's pretty good. Uh, he's pretty special there at Wake Forest. Uh, let's do our picks now. Okay. Uh, we heard Emery there talk about Penn State at Minnesota. He likes Penn State laying the seven. I'm going to go the other way. Minnesota's – and I think Penn State wins. I think it's going to be a fourth-quarter game, though. Minnesota, P.J. Fleck is the row-the-boat guy, right? He's a big, like, you just got to row the boat. Just got to go to work. He has a lot of – it's kind of corny, but in college it works. Like sayings, cliches, motivational tactics, right. like all this type. Like, hey – See this rope? Or, you know, see this stick? You can break it. But see all these sticks together? You can't break them. Like, you know, like, right, those right, kind of corny things. He's big into that type of stuff. That's pre-pro stuff. Yes, exactly. Because yes. in the pros, everybody looking look at me they're like, like uh, whatever. Um, just where's my paycheck? At <laughs> right. uh, Minnesota, I do think the fact that they're undefeated, they have a lot of belief, and there's a mental belief that they can actually win this game, and I think that matters. Penn State has really been limping into this game. They, now, they've played tougher opponents, but their offense has been down. They've just they haven't been as impressive. I think this game will be closer than people think. So I'm gonna take Minnesota with the points.
2: Yeah, this is a tough one for me. Um because I think it's gonna be right around that. But I'm gonna actually lean with you, Danny, at Minnesota this game may mean more to them. Yeah, than it does to Penn State? I mean, I know they're. Uh, well, obviously Penn, State Penn State also State. is probably
1: looking ahead down the schedule. Right game versus Ohio State, like they're probably looking ahead a little bit. Assuming yeah, they're going to win.
2: Assuming you're going to win. Yeah, I'm going to take Minnesota. I still think Penn State wins, but I think Minnesota can cover the seven.
1: I feel like I talked you right into that. You Minnesota
2: did. You definitely did. <laughs> All right. Did.
1: All right. How about LSU uh, in Tuscaloosa? Tua is going to play. I'm, Nick Saban said it'll be a game time decision. Who
2: do you like in this one? I am riding with Emory on this. I think LSU. Um, Definitely covers the six and a half. Wouldn't be surprised if they win. I've always maintained that I thought LSU was the one program aside from Clemson that recruited the same type of like body that Alabama did. Right. So if they ever got an offense that they would be able to kind of, you know, go toe to toe. So I'll stick with that. And I think LSU covers the six and a half.
1: I'm with you. I think LSU wins. Yeah. I think they win the game outright. Um, It's just, I, I don't think they've had this type of offense and, you know, they did it in Austin, Texas. They did it against Florida. They did it against Auburn. They've done it different ways. Like, they have done it. The one place they really haven't done it yet is on the road in a place like Tuscaloosa. But I do think is not going to be the same. I still think, and I think it'll be a high-scoring affair. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow's got that it factor, man. He's yep. not shy away from this type of moment. And I think LSU's going to get over that hump and finally get that win. There's a ton of pressure they have circled this game all offseason, and sometimes that can be a great thing.
2: Yeah, And also,
1: yeah, you can bottle it up, and you yeah. get a little bit uptight, and you get nervous, you start making mistakes. So definitely it'll be a big game everybody's watching this season. Uh, I think your squad, mm-hmm. the Miami Hurricanes. What are they? They better be on upset alert.
2: No, but what are they, though?
1: <laughs> They're back. You, <laughs> you is back. But here's the thing. Over the last five or six years, right. every time we have said that, What happens? They 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 fall on their face. You're right. I am worried about that. Coming off two really good wins against Pitt and Florida State, you know, they're starting to kind of like, hey, we feel good about ourselves. Everybody's telling them you're back. Louisville's a good football team. I actually think Miami is better playing on the road mm-hmm. because the environment's a little bit better. I think this could be kind of a lazy Saturday. It you know it's just not that At, great oh. of us. Yeah, it's just not that great. Louisville.
2: Oh, they start do us
1: it. Oh, upset. Don't do it. I think Miami better be ready. Like better be on upset alert. I'm gonna take Louisville in the
2: points. I'll take Louisville in the points. Um, because I'm hearing and feeling everything you're saying. Right. I do believe that this is a pivotal game for Manny Diaz and company. Um, you know, in, in terms of definitively saying we've got things under control not necessarily even pointed in the right direction but we've got things under control I felt like this whole season is out of control like I don't know which direction we're pointing in we come out we look one way we look the other you know what I mean like it's just been chaos up and down up and down so if you can win this one and string something together I feel like you've now got control of your ship yep and I can trust you to steer it um and so they need this one but I will take Louisville and the points, just because I do, yeah. it can be sleepy in there on Saturday afternoons.
1: And it's it's just been, the ACC's kind of been very evenly matched yeah. up and down. I think it's going to be a close game, too. All right. Florida State, on the other hand, reeling a little bit. Willie Taggart gets fired. They're going into Boston College. Noon kickoff. It's cold. The uh, line opened up. Florida State was a one-point favorite. All the money's coming in on BC, saying, man, FSU's going to hang it up. Which side are you going with? I don't know anything about BC. <laughs> All
2: right. I don't. I not even get the
1: front. They're physical. They don't have as much talent, but they like to run the football, and they like to
2: run it right at you. All right. I'm not going to pick. Here's what I'll say. All right. If Florida State comes out and they look really, really good, that tells me what I need to know. Not about Willie and his coaching style, but about the way the team felt about Willie. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, if they look refreshed and they come out there and they're balling, then to me, I'm going to read into that that, man, the, the team – might have wanted that move to take place. If they come out, they look lethargic. They, you know, they get they get beat or they get rolled. That'll upset. tell me. Yes, that'll tell me another story.
1: I don't have. I don't know if I would look that much into it. Here's what I do think: Odell Higgins, who took mm-hmm. over as the interim coach, he's been in this position before. He rallied the troops. He really did. Okay. He's a Florida State lifer. He was a defensive lineman there. He was a defensive line coach when I was there. Uh, he's been there. The, he's one of the longest tenured guys there. I do think he relates really well to the players. I think he'll have them respond positively. Right. And there's also the fact that I think like 83% of the money's coming in on Boston College where there's a couple factors I'm looking at. I really like Florida State in this game to win it outright. Uh, and then it becomes an interesting situation. Let's just say Odell Higgins, who's taken over. Let's say if he beats BC, beats them, and then pulls off an upset against the Gators. Hmm. That's that's the Because I knew you were saying, yeah. no. Yeah. If he gets them and goes 7-5 and five and they catch a lot of momentum and they look enthused... I
2: think you have to give him the worst possible case scenario.
1: I know because they've got their eyes set on no. all these big name hires. When the only thing I would say, I think Odell more than has deserved the opportunity to interview for it. Okay, and if he beats Florida, I think you would absolutely have absolutely. to have him in consideration top three prospects. Well, if um, he beats Florida and everyone else, right? Yes, 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 and probably goes on wins their bowl game. Yes. Um, but I think it could be a similar situation. LSU was in a spot; they fired Les Miles, Ed Ozeron takes over. A lot of excitement, enthusiasm. If you, rally they ended him. up saying, you know what, we could probably get somebody that we could pay a lot to, but why don't we give him a chance? I would but say
2: give oh, him a chance yeah but that does like so why does that discount the willie tiger thing because that is the same thing like if he stepped up and rallies those troops and they look great and willie couldn't do that then you had a bunch right. of dudes in that locker room that weren't buying what willie was selling right and maybe he wasn't a good motivator right.
1: whatever it is and maybe yeah. that maybe odell gets in there and gives him a sense of discipline i don't know exactly what it would look like it, but uh, let's see can i
2: no I no no go, go ahead go ahead i'm just going based on name um I'm not gonna do it. We're going let's keep it moving. <laughs> keep it
1: moving. All right, maybe keep you can moving. tell me off air. Yeah. We'll see if it's worthy keep of it uh, the last part of the show. It's- All right, welcome back to Cannell and Bell. So Patrick Mahomes has returned to full practice mm-hmm. for the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are one and one in his absence. Uh, they just beat my guy Kirk Cousins in a close game with Matt Moore at the
2: helm. Guy, um, you know what your guy's record is going? Oh, stop it. Okay. Stop right, it. Right, I know right, what his stats right, say. Right, right, still right, legit. He'll right, right, get
1: right. those wins. Um, Patrick Mahomes, to me, if he's practicing and he's full speed, as he looks on a lot of the video that we have, I don't see him looking too gimpy. I think he looks pretty normal. Like, he's back at practice. That boy looks so
2: unathletic, doesn't he? Like
1: he really just does, his does not have a good body. So I know. So, <laughs> no, like some guys you look at <laughs> and you're like, that looks like an athlete. Right. He really kind of doesn't. It's funny. Which is insane because he's one of the best athletes. Correct. To play the position. Correct. All that being said, they still go on the road to face a Tennessee squad that's not that great. If you're Andy Reid and the Chiefs, what would you do?
2: Uh, That's a tough one. I'd probably play him. There's no bye week next week, right?
1: No, I don't think
2: so. Yeah, so I'm not gaining. I'm not getting. Oh, yeah, there actually is. Is Oh, no,
1: no, 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 no. Sorry. They play the Titans this weekend, November tenth. Then they play the Chargers. Then they have a bye week. Then the Raiders. I, so
2: if you were going to go try to hold him to bye, bye week, you'd have to go two more weeks. And you're not going to do that, right? Um, and if he's ready to play, he's out there. He's going full speed. I probably play him. The only time the only time that conversation comes up for me, Danny, is if you're less than hundred percent. Like if you're going out there and you're hobbling, right? Um, and you're trying to and you're trying to carry the load. When I have a more than capable Matt Moore, the offenses look pretty good. Yeah. Uh, despite you not being there, I mean, we don't have the magician type of plays, but they're still productive. But if he looks good, it's his job. I'm probably going to let him go out there and play.
1: I say you absolutely play him for a couple of reasons. One, I think he's hundred percent. So why would you play it so safe where you right. can't get him back? And I think he's been this injury has been well documented. It's not as bad as it would originally could have been. So that's the great news. The other thing, the reason I would play him. In the big picture, you're still in contention for maybe the number one overall seed. If you win out, if you, you know, whatever case it may be, right. whatever your final record is, with the Patriots now looking a little bit more, you know, beatable as they lost their first game, their schedule gets tougher, you play them down the road. I think you should be looking at the big picture. Hey, we want to win every game that's left right. on the schedule. What gives us the best chance to do that? I think that's clearly Patrick Mahomes. So I say play him without question, and I do think he will play. Um, the other news that we talked a little bit about the other day was Cam Newton now shelved for the season, and what does it mean? Let's just for a second assume that the Panthers want to move on, right? Okay. They're going to say Kyle Allen's our guy. We don't want to pay the twenty million. We've seen enough. We're done. There are some options for Jameis Winston. There are, excuse me, for Cam Newton. I said James, uh, Jameis because the Bucks could be an option. There are some potential either trade mm-hmm. or if you get cut to outright go to. I'll be really curious to see if there's a trade market for him and what a team would possibly give away. I do think there is a couple. If it was in the near term, I think the Bears are probably the most obvious choice. Yep. Defense looks ready to go. It's been really bad. Matt Nagy has even shown a little bit of an ability to run Mitch Trubisky but he still just is not flourishing. Right. I think that's probably the most obvious team that people would peg and say, "Yep, that makes sense for Cam Newton."
2: Yep, you're closer to the to the goal. Uh it was like we talked about uh, yesterday or 2 days ago. Uh the favorite would be for the the favorite to want him would be a team that's really close and the quarterback is an issue. And you just need a plug and play now. Like you're right. not looking for a, a ten year window of time. You just need something to make you adequate enough on offense to support what you're doing on defense. I do also think because of Chicago and the style of football that they typically play in that division. Yep. I think big, strong quarterback yep. that can run the ball, all of that kind of fits the mold. Um and then from his perspective, they again they're closest to the to the goal. So I think that's the best fit. Did you see the side story? What? I also thought like, uh, and I almost said it yesterday on air, and I and I don't want to sound stupid, admittedly. <laughs> and then I went home and thought about it some more, and I was like, the Chargers are an interesting place for him. Not that Philip is Philip. Nobody's Rivers getting is, but older, I, and and I, I thought I read somewhere where he didn't like L.A. and like. Do you know what I mean? Philip, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Philip
1: Rivers. Well, Rivers already is in a – see, I think Rivers is closer to retirement maybe than we think. And if he hangs it up, then it instantly becomes a team. I don't think Cam Newton would go to the Chargers to back up Philip Rivers or to split time with him. But if he retires, I think Cam Newton would jump at the chance to play in L.A. for a bunch of reasons, fashion, TV, other stuff, Like kind of like LeBron did. Sure. Like, why wouldn't you? Sure. Uh, To build your brand. I think it would be a great fit for him potentially. The only thing I don't know, they have relied and they've watched a quarterback play – who was really accurate, you know. Who, who throws it yeah, I mean, around? Who you relied only on. Is a completely different you're 180
2: going to there. The of that. Yes, yes, exactly.
1: But I do think it would, from all those other reasons, and I think that would be a place that maybe Cam Newton would go to for potentially less money uh-huh. because of the opportunity to build your brand. Maybe that's one thing that makes it attractive. The Chargers. Hey, yeah. maybe we can get a little bit of a discount, even though you're probably going to get a real discount. Or Cam would have to pay for a lot less when you start thinking considering taxes. Mm-hmm. I did want to hit on one thing from the Bears. Uh, in talking about them because they can't make this deal until after the season because Cam Newton's on IR. Mitchell Trubisky said he wants the TVs around their locker room, around the practice facility, around, you know, everywhere, the training room. He wants them off. He wants them turned off because too many people are talking about them and about what a disaster they've been and about what a bad job Mitchell Trubisky is doing at quarterback. I, here's the thing. I think it makes sense. I agree with him. Boy, you better cut it out. I know. <laughs> Why not? Boy, you better stop, Danny. It, does, it doesn't play well, though. It does not play you know, well. Like,
2: it makes you look soft. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> First of all, don't listen to it, right? Right. Like, block it out, my guy. Like, you think you're going to go out in your car and, and you're going to stop somebody from yelling, Admit hey, Mitch, you suck. Right. No, you can't stop that. Right. It's happening. Secondly, listen, bro, there are a lot of people in this building and you ain't done enough to warrant... One opinion changing the fortunes of everybody else in this building. So, guess who else wants to watch TV? Right. Like, Khalil <laughs> Mack wants to watch TV. Right. Uh, Terry Cohen wants to watch TV. Right. And they've done more than you this year. Yes. So, guess what, Mitch? Sit back. Put your headphones on. Put your earpods in. And chill out, bro. <laughs> it Study does. some film. It does. Because the guys like the NBA. They like
1: college basketball. They like college football. So, Just they want to no watch a lot TVs of Trubisky. They're not going to want to turn them off. I understand. that Like, for me... As a fragile young quarterback, which I would put him in that category, and my career went one way, yeah. I didn't want to see any of that negativity. So, no. I, but it was easier for me at the time. A lot of teams didn't even have teams in the locker room. Correct. The n- newspaper, I could just not pick it up. Now it's everywhere you go. I admire the mindset you got. You like you said. Put on some headphones, steer yourself somewhere else, and just try to ignore it as best you can. Dog,
2: I wish. Oh,
1: Mitch, <laughs> it's a terrible look, bro. All
2: jokes aside, it's a terrible look. It
1: is, look. and he's going to have yet another situation where he's going to get mocked in this one uh, as it uh, unfolds. People are going to be pretty harsh mm-hmm. on him. Uh, other options of teams he could go to. Cam Newton, back to Cam Newton. Yeah, Tennessee Titans. Here's the thing about the Titans. Tannehill has come in. He's been pretty impressive.
2: I know that's interesting. Like, I think he
1: might have bought himself an, a second life, a second opportunity yeah. with the Titans. So now it opens up Marcus Mariota's done. He's going to go somewhere else. You know, I don't think this is going to – I think I think the Titans might be like – Titans might about, be no
2: set. Yeah, Titans might be said
1: They might be there. All right, here's one. The Miami Dolphins. They have been the, – the assumption has been tanked for Tua. Right. Let's just say they don't get the number one pick. Let's say the Bengals – or the Jets or somebody else gets the number one pick, and they don't have them, and they have another pick l- or later. You would would have you to, trade away any
2: of those for Cam Newton? You would, would have you to make a move. If I liked Joe Burrow, um, let's say I had Tua as like one A and Joe Burrow would be my second pick in the draft. Like, Where would Cam, like, would you pass
1: on those guys for the chance of bringing in Cam Newton? No, no, Murray? no. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, like, if
2: Tua's my guy and I get a shot at Tua, I'm taking Tua. That's not even Right,
1: true. and that seems but to be what they have. If done I would too.
2: take Joe Burrow number two and I don't wind up with the number one pick, like, and I wouldn't take Chase Daniel instead, so I have that much faith in Joe Burrow's, right. I'm, still ta- I'm taking Joe Burrow. I'm not taking Cam. Right. Now, if I don't like any other quarterbacks and I can't get Tua, might take a swing Cam. right? You know I, mean? I think they might take a swing at Cam.
1: That could be if they miss on the quarterbacks that they want. Correct the thing is with all those picks, I think they can move up. And if get they what really they want. like to it. They might, but I would say, I would even say, maybe take Cam for a year, short term deal, maybe a two year deal, and then take a chance at Trevor Lawrence the following year. You know, maybe you yeah, save up you, some of those do you picks. T- how I know t- t- it gets. How I, do you it, tank with Cam? I don't think you can. Right, and then that becomes a problematic for them. Broncos, Panthers, some other teams in there. Bottom line, when you look at this. To me, there's not a huge market. There's a lot of pretty good quarterbacks. There's a lot of young quarterbacks who it's up in the air. I don't think they would take the chance of bringing in Cam. Like the Browns, for example. Like Baker Mayfield had an incredible rookie year setback this year. Do you want that circus, though? I, I, but if it was the Browns. You don't want it. You don't, And you, you don't, can't afford to because no, you, you invested a number one pick, and that matters. It yeah. shouldn't, but they would say we yeah. don't want to derail Baker's career. And not for
2: nothing. My fear my is. My goodness, wouldn't that be awesome? For, for, fantastic. <laughs> my fear is that at the end of the day, the Bears aren't going to be ready to move off of Mitchell Trubisky.
1: Oh, I think you don't think they will. I don't know. Oh, I think they will. Do you? I think that's one of the reasons they haven't gone to Chase Daniel yet. Right. Is they're just letting it run its course so Give that it's so room. obvious, Give you know? Yeah, they're Give out of the early. playoffs. It's like let's just make sure. Yeah. And it's just gonna write its own story, and it'll be like, yeah, it gets ugly, and then maybe the last couple games you make a switch, but you'll yeah. know without a shadow of a doubt, Mitchell Trubisky is not our guy, not guy. and so you can start making your plan for the future. Well, if that happens, that. then I'm
2: uh, camped to the Bears is the only one that makes sense to me.
1: Welcome back to Kennell and Bell. College basketball is now underway. Full disclosure, I don't pay a lot of attention to college basketball until the tournament. So I don't do a lot of prep preseason. But I usually kind of am aware of kind of the bigger name. Maybe sure. it's a five-star that goes somewhere. Last year was Zion. Trey Young took the world by storm. So I'm usually kind of familiar. This year, I was telling Joey the other day, our producer, I was like, man, I don't I don't really know. Is there a guy this year... Maybe it's evolving uh with the Tar Heels. It would be great. That's my squad. I loved right. Carolina basketball growing up. Uh is they had Cole Anthony, son of Greg Anthony, former yeah. NBA star, goes off versus Notre Dame, scores thirty-four points in thirty-seven minutes. Uh it is a ACC and UNC record for uh most points in a debut by a freshman. It's pretty impressive. Is this going to be the guy in your estimation, Cole Anthony, that becomes that phenomenon? Because I do think, I do think networks, you know, the big networks, I think it's easy for national shows to latch on to the big names and then just kind of ride them the whole season. Cause yep. You don't want to go deep on 300 teams that play division one college basketball. Right. So I think there's a good chance this could be that guy. Son of a player. Like there's a lot of sure. things that make it compelling, including a start like this on sure. his opening night. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. Drag
0: queens save the world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount+. Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you
1: to use your talent for good for a change.
0: <laughs> Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms of five.